Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro at the NovaCare Complex, and I want to wish everyone a very happy and healthy Memorial Day weekend, wherever you are around the world, because, of course, Eagles fans are everywhere, literally, and we found more proof of that last weekend, and we'll get into that in just a bit. Want to be happy, want to be healthy, and get ready for this 2023 Eagles season which is still a few weeks away, but boy, are we feeling it here at the NovaCare Complex. Great energy, great excitement. Football team coming together as they move into phase three of this offseason program. A program that ends after the first full week in June, so not much time left. And then, of course, the players and coaches will take a long, long break and reconvene in late July for training camp at the NovaCare Complex. We know that the Eagles will open the preseason on Saturday, August 12th at MNT Stadium in Baltimore against the Ravens. That schedule is a, that date is a change. The original date was Thursday, August 10th. So between now and then, much work to be done. Glad you're with us here on this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. There's a lot going on in the NFL. The NFL owners had their second spring meeting, and in that meeting, they approved the following rules. Teams can have a third quarterback active on game day without adding to the roster. In other words, they can just have a third quarterback who's already on the 53-man roster in uniform in an emergency situation and not have to take away from their active game day roster. So that third quarterback can play if quarterbacks one and two are injured. We can call it the Eagles-San Francisco 49ers rule. We saw it in the NFC Championship game. The Eagles already carry, at least last year, carried three quarterbacks on the 53-man roster. Teams will have to have three quarterbacks on the 53-man roster. You can't just call somebody up that week. So uh, that's a good rule, good safety rule. Also, Teams can call for fair catches on kickoffs inside the 25-yard line and, in fact, outside the 25-yard line. Outside the 25-yard line is a spot of call foul. Inside the 25-yard line, the ball will be placed at the 25. So more intrigue in the kickoff game for sure. Um, And then, of course, the flex scheduling now in effect weeks 13 through 17. Uh, games 13 through 17. Um, more to be talked about with that. We're going to have John Ferrari back on the podcast here shortly. He spoke, or the Eagles assistant general manager spoke about the rules changes from the earlier spring meeting in Arizona. I'm going to get him on. We're going to do the interview next week and get you all caught up on all the, the rule changes for 2023. What's ahead? Of course, we know jersey number zero here, DeAndre Swift, a proposal adapted and approved by the NFL per the Eagles proposal. So a whole lot to look forward to in a great, it'll be a great, great, great 2023 season. We're going to talk about the Eagles offense in this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. And we're going to talk about it from three different angles. One angle is the coaching angle. Alex Tanney is now the team's quarterback's coach after in 2021, Serving as an offensive assistant in 2022, he was the assistant quarterback's coach. Now he bumps up as the Eagles 
move some pieces around in the offensive coaching area. Brian Johnson, now the offensive coordinator. He was the quarterback's coach last year. And now Tanny moves up. So we'll get some one-on-one time with Alex Tanny in just a bit. Also, Dallas Goddard back for season number six. Hard to believe. Um, as the Eagles tight end, he's a starter, he's a stud, he's a standout. What does he think of this Eagles offense moving forward and the possibilities? And then, uh, of course, we're going to start things off with uh, just one of the great receivers in the NFL, maybe the best route runner, somebody who is just polished, mature, fearless, reliable, explosive, Devontae Smith, who's having an event that Eagles fans in this area will want to be part of June 10th. In Allentown, his second annual celebrity softball game. It's something that Devontae Smith and I talk about, and then we go right into something really important to Devontae, the NBA playoffs. Devontae, I, I, I want to talk about football in, in a bit, but the two other things I want, to, I want to get to first. One, your softball event, second annual, June 10th in Allentown. Um, we want fans to go. So um, I know you've got a long list of friends and and people who are coming, name, name a few. So, and, and what kind of interactivity do fans get to have with you guys during that, during that afternoon? Um, yeah, you know, the fans, you come out, you know, enjoy it, see a lot of guys, um, you know, current guys, older guys from that played in Philly and things like that. And then guys just around the league, current and old that you may know. Um, just the experience, you know, guys come together, you know, meet and greet some of them, you know, might get lucky. Some of those guys, you know, have conversations with them. But um, guys, you know, like T.O., um, Brandon Marshall, Ocho Cinco, um, those guys. Just have those guys come back. You know, some of the older guys who think they're real athletes still and think they can come out here and compete with us. So have them come out there. You know, just have fun. It gets competitive, doesn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, okay, that's that's one. So fans will I'll definitely make sure to, to direct them to get tickets and, and enjoy that afternoon. Um, number two, I know you love the NBA, so I'd, I'd like to get a little analysis before we talk about football. Of, we are talking as the Boston Celtics are down three one. Denver is going into the finals. Is this how you th- saw it all happening? Uh, I originally had Boston in six, but um, you know you got to take it one day at a time. You know, got the win last night. Um, got to come back tomorrow, you know, get another win. You know, just day by day, step by step, one how, game at a time. How deep do you go into the playoffs? Are you one of those guys who watches every single game? Oh, yeah, playoff time, I'm watching every game. Now, during the regular season, uh, I probably don't catch many games, but once playoffs come, I'm locked in. All right, so let's talk about the Denver Nuggets and, and Jokic and how great he's been and how Murray and how great he's been, and they only play like seven guys, uh, and they're dominating out west. They took down the Lakers. Your, your thoughts as an analyst on the NBA playoffs out west? Um, you know, a good team that guys play, they play well together. Um, you know, they all feed off of each other. Um, you know, Jokic and Murray, they're, they're going to be the two guys. But you also have somebody else who will come in and, um, you know, take some of the pressure off them, whether it's uh, MPJ or Aaron Gordon or one of those guys. Um, you know, great team. And when you got somebody like Jokic, arguably one of, one of the best players in the NBA right now, I mean, your chances are very high. I don't think there's an argument there. Did you think he was that good? I really hadn't seen much of him until that series. Uh, I, I've seen, like, I've watched, but I haven't really, like, paid attention to it that much. But watching the playoffs, it was like, okay, he's really, like, the best. Like, he's really the best. He's the best player in the NBA, I think. So I would see you courtside at Sixers Celtics game. You're a Celtics fan, correct? Yeah. Hard for you to do that in, in a fan in a group of Sixers fans? I just lay low. I just <laughs> lay low. But I feel, I feel like me and Philly, we have a, a good connection now. You know, we get on Twitter and we, we talk to each other about the game and things like that. Oh, the fans are, are getting going back and forth? You wanna... Yeah, yeah they, they get on me when we lose and then when we win, I get on them. So, But it's all love. All right, so how do the Celtics get back into this series? 
Um, like I say, taking day by day, step by step, one game at a time. This is the NBA is an example, Devontae, of how great coaching can really make a difference. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, definitely. I feel like um, you know, coaches and players, when they have a connection, it makes um, the players want to you know buy more to what the coach is saying, and the coach you know want, being for his players makes his players want to do that. Is it the same in football? Definitely. I, I feel like that's in every sport. Um, how have things gone for you for, through two years in the NFL? Has it gone according to the plan of Devontae Smith? Um, yeah, I think it's been good. Um, yeah, I, my my goals and things like that, I feel like, have been good. I've been close to them. haven't necessarily got to where I wanted to be. But overall, I feel like it's been good, you know, being in this city, um, a brotherly love where, you know, every team is for every other team around here. The fans, they love it. Um, being in a place like this makes it more enjoyable, makes you appreciate it more. What was the Super Bowl experience like? Um, I mean, outside of the loss, I mean, it was good, you know. You're not promised the next week. So, you know, winning the week before and being guaranteed that you were going to play at least one more game, it was always that feeling. And you kind of get a thrill when it's, you know, elimination is, is you know, there. When you have the chances of being eliminated or proceeding, you kind of, it's the thrill of the game. That's why you play games like this, to have that thrill, to go out there and give it your all. From a big game standpoint, is it comparable to an NCAA championship game or is it totally in a different level of intensity and, you know, the scope of all the media, et cetera? Football is football. I feel like the game is the game. You approach every game the same. You don't approach a different game just because of the, the state, what's at stake. So you go out there and you approach every game the same, uh, you know, keep your routine the same and things like that. Because at the end of the day, you're still playing the game that you've been playing majority of your life. How did you recover emotionally? Um, I mean, I, I've had my fair shares of, you know, disappointments in big games and things like that. So I feel like I've dealt with it before. So it wasn't really that bad for me. 2023, do you have a sense at all? I know we're talking in late May of what this offense could be. Um, I have no clue. Right now, we just, you know, we're at the bottom of the mountain just trying to get back to the top. So right now, we have to handle what what's awaits us at the bottom to, um, you know, get to the top. And what's your offseason been like? What have you worked on? Um, like just rehab, getting back to 100%, things like that, long season, um, quick turnaround with us playing so late. So, you know, just rehabbing, making sure my body's at 100%. All right, so Devontae ready to roll here in 2023, year number three for him. At tight end in this very diverse, explosive, and complete Eagles offense, Dallas Goddard, who is, um, you know, geared up, one of the best in the league, and a leader on the football team. We talk about the overall picture of the offense and his next steps in particular, one-on-one, with Eagles tight end, Dallas Goddard. So do you have a sense of... um how good this offense can be? I know it's so ridiculously early to ask that question. Do you do you have a feeling yet? Um, yeah, I mean, I got a pretty good feeling uh, based on what we did last year. The playmakers, um, the offensive line we have coming back. You know, for us, it's we got to continue to get better each and every day. And um, if we can stay healthy, I think we can be a very good offense. But we got to continue to focus on the details and uh, watch the film that we weren't good at last year and figure out why and get better at those phases. How laborious are the details? You know, the offense. I mean, everything is repetition for you, right? Um, pretty much, um, but you can learn something each and every day. Um, you know, we spend time, uh, we go over the coaching details on the outside routes, whether it's a post or a curl, and you can use that into the tight ends route too. So, um, 
like I said before, you know, I'm just trying to uh, watch and see what Smitty and AJ do and, you know, just try to uh, try to replicate what they do so I can improve my game that way. But um, there's details and uh, you put on the film from last year and there's a lot of missed details that uh, you probably know, but, uh, you know, you get tired and you forget them. So the more you can get them engraved in your brain, the better it's going to be. How did you recover from 2022? What would you, are you one of those guys who looks back and kind of reflects and puts everything in perspective? Um, no, I move on pretty quick. Um, I watched the, the last game, the Super Bowl, like a month after uh, we played. Uh, stopped it right before, uh, right after Jalen's two-point conversion because I knew the rest. Um, but that was the one time, you know, and that just uh, continued to feel the hunger in me. Um, but, you know, I was, I was ready to get back to work, uh, try to get as healthy as I can, um, and then just continue to uh, grow in any aspect that I can, can. How about psychologically coming back from such a difficult loss? How are you now? I'm good. Uh, yeah, like I said, it, it was a tough loss, um, hardest that I've ever ever been apart. And uh, you know, for me, it was shoot. I wish we had one more game right away so I could go and you know get all that bad off of me and uh, be happy with something. Um, but you know, it, it's great to be back here, back working with football. And uh, you know, it's a new season. We're at the bottom of the mountain. We got to start climbing. So uh, just back to work, and it always feels good. How has Brian been addressing the entire offense? Uh, yeah, Brian's been doing a great job. Uh, he installs the plays each morning, and, uh, you know, it, he doesn't skip a beat. He's in there. He's, he's got a positive mindset. Uh, he gives good coaching points. Um, and, you know, he just does a good job at uh, getting us ready for the day. Do you set goals, Dallas? Like, do you set individual goals? Um, I, I set goals. Um, they're more... Um, like personal for me, you know, I want to have a really high catch percentage. Um, I want to have high yards after the catch. Um, and then all that translates to the bigger and better goals. You know, if you catch all the balls that are thrown to you, hopefully you get a couple more and you can have more catches. Um, obviously, everybody wants 100 catches and 1,000 yards, uh, me, myself. But, um, you know, if I don't get if I don't reach that, um, it's never going to be a failed season or something like that. So I don't set concrete goals like that. But uh, I hold myself to a really high standard when it comes to uh, making the play, whether it's on the block, whether it's on the catch, whether it's running my route to get somebody open. Uh, you know, I look at that stuff and uh, try to make sure I do that at a really high level compared to trying to do numer numerical uh, stats that you can't really control. Have you then, according to those metrics, gotten better and better to where you want to be over year over year? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think... Last year and this year, my catch percentage was uh, really high. Uh, different things um, when targeted on third down, being able to convert that. Um, I have a really high third down uh, conversion percentage rate. Um, so those are just kind of cool things that you can look at. And, you know, for me, it's like the coaches trust me in big situations. I can make the play in a big situation. I'm helping the team keep drives together. I'm keeping the defense on the sideline, letting them get their rest. So uh, those are kind of the important things to me because um, I feel like that's how I can help the team. And then finally, what's it going to be like being the hunted team this year? Do you have any thought at all on that? Uh, not really. Uh, it's going to be fun, you know, uh, looking at the schedule. We got a lot of good teams on there. And, uh, you know, there's nothing better than playing the best because that, that really shows where you are. Um, but it's going to be fun. I'm excited to, you know, have everybody come in and give us our best so we can uh, get better each and every week and uh, give them our best right back. Our third interview on this Eagles Insider podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group, Alex Tanney 
a backup quarterback in the league who threw all of 15 passes in his time in the league, long, long time in the league, nine years in the league, former quarterback at Princeton. You kind of know when you're not throwing a lot of passes that the NFL might not be long for you unless you evolve. And Tanny has evolved as one of the bright young minds in the offensive side of the game. He's the quarterback's coach here working with a four-man crew. We're going to go inside that four-man quarterback room with Eagles quarterback's coach, Alex Tanny. Wonder what is the daily message in your room? What, what do you preach every day? Well, I, I mean, it's really similar to what Nick's preaching every day. And, uh, you know, that's staying true to the process and getting better every day. And he's done such a great job of communicating that and, and echoing that every day that, um, you know, it's so built into the culture of the staff and the players that it's tough not to have that mindset coming in to work every day. What kind of mood do you want in that room? Like how, how you want it friendly for sure, but you really want it competitive with those guys, I imagine, also. Yeah, um, I mean, you don't want it too uptight, but you certainly want it competitive. A competitive quarterback room is going to make not only your offense better, but your entire team better. Um, and, and we have a really good dynamic in there so far. The few weeks we've been here, um, Ad and Marcus and obviously uh, Ian and Tanner, um, and, and those guys have, have done a great job of, of bouncing ideas off of each other, which is what you want, guys speaking up on their experiences um, and, and using that as a collaborative effort, but then also realizing that once you step foot on the field, you know, it's a competitive game. For you, it's a natural progression. Is that how it feels from player to then kind of working your way up the quarterback ladder, at the coaching ladder? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, I was just saying in there that, you know, Nick's done a really good job of, of developing me, um, something that I might not have realized, you know, my first year here. But stuff that he's taught me, the projects he's given me, the things he's had me do have really um, developed me to, to, I feel like, you know, get me ready to be the position I am now. So, like, like what kind of things did he give you that maybe you didn't know at the time really have been beneficial? Yeah, just, uh, you know, whether it was certain projects where um, you had a little bit of your freedom, you're studying things around the league, um, where maybe it was something that wasn't necessarily in our system, but he wanted to take a look at um, to where you're kind of, you know, looking at things that we don't don't necessarily have in our offense. So you're able to kind of, you know, I was able to draw on my experiences from other systems that I've been in to kind of give him, you know, uh, you know how I, how I saw the concept or the play or, or, or whatever it was. Um, you know, and doing that and putting rule sheets together um, and teach sheets and really kind of putting so much detail into it. Um, it. It just changes your demeanor and makes you such a more detailed person. So you have four quarterbacks in the room. Tell me a little bit about each one of them. We, we know that Jalen has been so accomplished. What's, what's the next step in your eyes for him? Yeah, just, just keep doing what he's doing. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, his, his demeanor is unbelievable. His work ethic's uh, awesome. He's he's never going to change, um, and that's one of the reasons that makes him so great. Um, so he, he's you know just going to keep um, you know, those small things. That's what he's so great about. You know, we talked about some small things he could work on, and you know he goes off in the winter, and he's already working on before we even get here. So um, just keep just keep climbing and keep doing the things he's doing. And then Marcus, a new team for him, but he's certainly been experienced in the league. And I think people on the outside go, hey, this is a great fit. He and Jalen have the same skill set. This must be easy for Alex to teach. Yeah, um, he, he's been awesome. So uh, I, this is year nine, I think. So he's kind of been the, you know, the veteran voice perspective in that room. Um, uh, and obviously there's some similarities in their game. And, and, and he does have experience in a lot of the things that we're doing. You know, he was doing those things in college and throughout most of his career. So that's been a great uh, sounding board uh, for our room, but also just such a great 
person, one of the best teammates I ever played with. Um, so from that aspect, having him around, uh, not only for our room, but just for our team, I think is really great. And how about Ian? Yeah, Ian's been really good. Uh, you know, got here early on last year, and, you know, I think he's kind of taken the next step. It really helps, you know, when he's got now almost a year under his belt in this system. So uh, spent a lot of time working with him last year uh, of kind of, you know, just nailing down the, the basics and the fundamentals of our system and now really excited to watch him go out and, you know, put all that to use. And then Tanner, what did you like about him in the pre-draft process? What does he bring to the room? Yeah, Tanner, really accurate coming out of Stanford, uh, big kid, strong arm, uh, really smart. Um, you know, you tell him something once and he's got it. You don't have to tell him twice. Um, and he's done a really good job uh, of picking everything up and grasping what we've asked him uh, and put on his plate. And, uh, you know, he's just continuing to, to improve. So excited to watch all those guys uh, here throughout OTAs and, and preseason. How meticulous, Alex, is the day-to-day in your room? Yeah, I mean, part of that's like is Nick. It's just the detail. He requires it, and when he requires it, you start to require it of yourself. And, and part of that's, you know, Jalen's similar. So when you see the way that Jalen works and the way he goes about his business, um, it forces you as a coach to even work harder because you want to, you know, find every possible nugget or every detail you can to help him. And finally, how do you think those guys have received you? Uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully pretty well so far. Um, I, I think it's been really smooth transition for me. Uh, you know, obviously knowing uh, Ian and, and those guys and Jalen from um, being here the last few years, but then also having a previous relationship with um, um, with Marcus. But uh, yeah, it's it's been smooth so far. But I guess you'd have to ask them. Hopefully, it's hopefully it's good. And finally, in this Eagles Insider Podcast, extra point. I want to thank everybody who came out to last weekend's Eagles Autism Challenge. I spoke to so many fans, many of whom said, hey, Dave, we love the podcast. Thank you so very much. Others who came from Europe, who came from Hawaii, uh, just great to connect with everyone. And what a success for Jeffrey Lurie, Executive Director Ryan Hammond, the entire Eagles organization. The Eagles raising $6.3 million to advance the, not awareness, but the action into autism. And so it's just a huge success. More than $20 million raised in six years, and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's because of all of you who take part, who connect, whether you're here or whether you're virtual. We all thank you so very much. The weather conditions, not ideal last weekend at Lincoln Financial Field, but the energy level, perfect. The commitment, outstanding, and just a great, great time for everyone. So thank you so very much. And we are changing the world. And that's what's so important. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. I want to thank you all for joining me here on the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks to Trevor Hayes for putting it all together. Ray Doyle, Quality Control, the Eagles Media Relations Department, for giving me the access to all the players. And thanks to all of you for joining each and every episode. Keep passing the word. We need this podcast to grow, 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 grow. And that can only happen with your help. So once again, everyone, have a healthy and happy and safe holiday weekend. It's Memorial Day. Love to all. Fly, Eagles, fly. Go, birds. And um, have a great Eagles Day, everyone, because every day as an Eagles fan is a great one. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining, everyone. Enjoy. Enjoy.